You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Dear Governor is a production of iHeartMedia and Three Mutts Media. If you are moved by Jarvis Masters and his 30-year struggle on San Quentin's death row, and you'd like to support his cause, please consider signing a petition on his behalf. Visit freejarvis.org slash podcast to sign your name to an open letter to California Governor Gavin Newsom. Dear Governor Newsom. Dear Mr. Governor Newsom. This is an open letter to Governor... Gavin Newsom, dear Governor Newsom. When Jarvis Masters first entered the walls of San Quentin State Prison four decades ago, he was, by his own admission, angry and bitter, filled with vitriol pent up from a lifetime of abuse, neglect, and hopelessness. Were it not for the foresight and compassion of a singular woman at a very pivotal time in his life, Jarvis admits he would have likely continued along the seemingly preordained pipeline, cradle to prison to casket. Melody Irmachild Chavez was so much more than a defense investigator on Jarvis's murder trial. He credits her support and encouragement as vital to altering the trajectory of his life. In the foreword of his book, Finding Freedom, How Death Row Broke and Opened My Heart, he writes that Melody, quote, guided me through the many steps from extreme anger to the clarity of my Buddhist practice. She created a bridge for me to the outside world, bringing people into my life and giving passage to my voice. I recently spoke to Melody, who is now living in Germany, and I asked about her memory of Jarvis when they first met back in the early 80s. He just sat there glum and silent and glowering at me, and he had on uh, this blue 
watch cap, you know, kind of a ski cap that they're allowed to have. And he pulled that way down almost over his eyes and crossed his arms and slumped way back in his chair and stuck his legs out and crossed his ankles and had nothing to say. He just was a completely shut down and defended kid. Were you intimidated by him? No, he didn't scare me, but I, I felt a lot of compassion for him. I thought, oh boy, you know, he's just not in touch with his feelings and he's, he's very scared. I thought that he, these very strong, you know, fortress defenses he had going were because he was probably like most of my clients really shocked to be facing the death penalty. You have to understand when I met Melody, I was 20, 21 years old, something like that. Jarvis Masters recalls his first meeting with Melody over 30 years ago. I went out there with my beanie, and I did my little mug thing, and I didn't like her, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was too small. She didn't know what the hell she was talking about, and, you know, I didn't have to listen to her. But she recognized my anger in a way where she connected it to masculinity and connecting with that child inside you, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what it is, you know, a man and not be a follower, you know, and what it is to hold some guidance and direction to your life and not be scared of doing that. And she filled myself up with books like that. What was it so, about her that made you trust her? She was a lot tougher than what I thought she was. And she knew more about prisons than I thought she did. She had visited my mother. And I was... I was too angry to hear myself, and she starts shedding that away. I, you know, I try to run her away from me very many times, you know? Because mm-hmm. I didn't think she was serious, and I thought it was all about the d- dollar, and I thought, you know, I'm not going to sit out here and try to pretend like, you know, I'm getting something from her, you know? Mm-hmm. I was also scared about what she would write about my mother. So I hung mm-hmm. out with her just to figure that out. Mm. Um, and this is the first time I ever said that. But, yeah, she was a very, she is today a very, very dear friend of mine. And I hope I can be that for her. What is it about Jarvis that, well, first of all, you are basically credited with introducing him to meditation, which changed the entire trajectory of his life. Do you recommend meditation to all of your clients, or was there something about Jarvis that made you think that it could really benefit him? Well, first of all, to answer the part about what was special about Jarvis, I thought once he once he sort of opened up, you know, I got gained his trust. One of the things I did is I just did go and see some of his family, and they liked me, and I reunited him with all his family. He had nobody, he had no visitors. And uh, slowly, I, you know, I got him back in touch with his sisters, his brothers, and then finally his mom, you know, communicating, Mm -hmm. writing back and forth. And that he, he began to really see the, the benefits of Mm -hmm. having an investigator. You know, I, I had many young guys being just as reluctant, you know, just saying, I don't need no death penalty trial you know, get me out of here, kind of that, <laughs> just yeah. get me out. I don't right. want to 
do all this. Also, a big one, and Jarvis had this too, is don't go anywhere near my family. Leave my family out of this. Mm. You know, he knew, he felt he'd let his mom down, and he thought she probably didn't want anything to do with him, and he didn't want her also to be bothered. But eventually, you know, I got him, think, well, look, you know, the government is paying me to write your life story. You might as well take advantage of it. Let's write your life story. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, this is just something we can do together while you're waiting for your trial. And I'll go and find out some stuff and I'll come back and let you know. And, and he got more and more involved in it. Can you tell me, like, what is the process of being a criminal investigator? Well, later on, we called our social historians mm. uh, for capital cases. And that's a life history based on documents. First of all, the foundation of it is the record, medical records, school records, criminal records, everything you can find. So that really establishes the dates that things happen in. Many, many names come forward with that kind of thing. I got all of that for Jarvis. And then you weave into it interviews with the defendant himself. So Jarvis told much of his own story over time. And then adding in quotes and recollections from everyone who knew him. So neighbors and relatives and more distant relatives and maybe the pastor or any employer uh, and in Jarvis's case, the foster parents and the juvenile hall people and the juvenile prison people who played a big role in his life. So, you know, he was very young. When I met him, he was 22, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I was also pretty young. I was about 47, maybe. I recognized how, first of all, he's really smart mm-hmm. and not everyone is, right? Yeah. I mean, he didn't have the kind of brain injuries, you know, that so many of my clients had with fetal alcohol issues or having been born on drugs or having been hit and beaten so badly to have like little brain injuries. He just had been spared all that, thank God. And it was a miracle because his mom, of course, was on drugs and such. But he is well. And so he has this foundation that we all need, which is to have a a functioning brain. And then... He has, and the whole family has, sort of what the Irish call the gift of the gab. You know, he's just (laughs) so articulate and funny and talkative. And and so many people are not, you know. I mean, I've interviewed thousands of people in and out of prison. And so many, it's like pulling teeth. You know that yourself. You'll ask something and then you'll get mumble, mumble, look down at the floor, you know. Or teenagers, if you've raised any of them, that's, they go through that phase, too. Ah, can't tell, get anybody to say anything. <laughs> but once he got started, he would he just would tell stories and, and entertain you. And I thought that was really a lovely characteristic. And I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time with him always. I think mm-hmm. everybody does. Yeah. You know, you look forward to it. And, and also, he was the one who insisted that we be friends. He had had umpteen social workers and juvenile counselors and this and that. And he said, I don't need that. I, you know, if you're coming here to be my social worker and try to help me and all this, I don't want anything to do with you. I need a pal. I need a, 
an actual friend. I need you to tell me some of your life and what you're going through. Why would this be a one-way street? I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah. okay, well, why not? I guess I could open up more with him. And then as far as meditation, we learned that together. I was not a Buddhist. I, when I met him, mm-hmm. I hadn't meditated ever. Mm-hmm. And I went to a course to learn meditate and I thought this is great hard very difficult to do and I came up to see Jarvis and I said you know I'm learning how to meditate you want to you want to do it you want to try too mm-hmm. and he was like sure and this was a, a joke that I always tell I said well but this is Buddhist you know like uh do you want to me to find some other sort of practice like from Africa or something do you want uh-huh. something more like culturally that's not and he go. he looks at me and he goes well you're not Asian <laughs> well that's true good point <laughs> so we both learned it in the cell there wow. you know we had contact visits prior to the trial okay. uh, for the, and that was several years you know to prepare so anyway yeah. we we did it together we really undertook this whole journey to calm down and pay attention to what is happening with us together. You know, it was very a very rich experience. And of course he had it much harder than it a prison is no place to meditate and it's also no place to open yourself up to your inner self, you know, to start mm-hmm. to feel your emotions. You can't afford it mm-hmm. in there. You know, it's not a safe environment. It's not even safe to close your eyes. It's not safe to be quiet or, you know, or to cry would be the last thing. And he he very bravely, very strongly uh, thought, I'm I'm going to benefit from this, and I need it to get through mm. the experience of facing his death. Facing yeah. a death penalty trial is a lot like you know, you, like a cancer diagnosis or something. You many people think, wow, you know, this is it. What do I? Yeah. Why am I alive? And what does my life mean? And he, he did, he really approached it that way. Up next, how Jarvis's meditation practice evolved and Buddhism became an energizing force in his life. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. 
That's right. Sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. The practice of meditation could have led Jarvis Masters down any number of paths. I asked friend and defense investigator Melody Ermachild how and why Jarvis was drawn to Buddhism. I brought him, maybe, or someone else, sent him a magazine that had Buddhist stuff in it. And he saw an ad for free books from this group in Northern California that had their teacher, Tarzang Tulku, who became his teacher, Mm-hmm. He wrote to them himself. I had nothing to do with that. And he said, send me the books. I'm on death row. And he had a whole correspondence going with them, but did not involve me. And so he sought out studying Buddhism, mm-hmm. you know, really becoming a Buddhist scholar, sort of reading uh, and learning the history of it and, and such more than than I did. He just went like a duck into water or something, or mm. what would you say, you know, he, it yeah. really spoke to him and he pursued it on his own. And you can tell that in David Sheff's book, how deeply he went into it and how much he sought out teachers. Yeah. First, Tarzang Tukul, then Pema. I remember one day I, I had a visit with him, which was on the phone then. After the trial, he was put in solitary and for years I visited him, talking to him on the phone behind glass. Mm-hmm. behind a glass window. And I visited him a lot. One time the guy at the gate said, you know, we're going to redo our list of uh, all the visits. And mm-hmm. he said, I'm, I'll just give you a copy of yours. And it was 110 visits wow. at that point, at some point, you know, over years, over a few yeah. years. So we were talking and he said, you know, I'm, I'm corresponding with this little lady. She's so nice and she lives way out in the woods someplace. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And he said, and her name is Pima, something like Pima. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, and then I said, wait a minute, Jarvis, are you talking about Pema Children? <laughs> yeah, that's her name. She lives way out in the woods. And I said, Jarvis, she is one of the most well-known Buddhist teachers there is. You know, mm-hmm. this is amazing. And and he said, oh, well, I didn't know that. I just thought, you know, she wants, likes to write me. And she had written him because of his book. Do you credit Buddhism for Jarvis's transformation? I think he would say yes. So I would say yes. 
yeah. Buddhism and the way it opened him up to the world and to kindness and to his own, you know, loving heart, which then drew in all these other people. It's Buddhism and also the support of dozens and hundreds of people mm-hmm. all around that have carried him forward to be such a wonderful person yeah. who so many people really depend on his friendship. He's, yeah. he's a really good friend to many people. Jarvis has to be one of the most famous persons right now on death row, you know, as far as having followers and having an international presence. Um, yeah. His book was translated all around in Europe. And yeah, I'm very proud of him. He's got his own two books. Amazing. And then, and then David Sheff's book now. Yes. Yeah. David Sheff's book is so great. And you, you are the first person even mentioned in that book. You are featured, featured so prominently. I'm, I'm so grateful and honored and sort of awed by the way Jarvis has given me credit or saying, you know, been grateful to me and talked about me and also all of the other people. You know, Pema and uh, Pema Children and also yeah. Susan Moon, who published him first in Buddhist publication, uh, Turning Wheel. And, you know, he just didn't forget the people who've helped him. And I, I just think that's so nice, you know. I, I mean, know. at first, it was a kind of, I was kind of embarrassed uh, <laughs> to be featured that way. But, but also, then I realized, you know, this really is a a lovely honor for me. I'm retired now and an old kind of an old lady and to feel that work I did has been recognized and, and it's more like a symbol of all the many cases. I have thirty five people who are living on death row who were my clients. Wow. wow. And then, you know, way, way more than that who did not get death. Mm-hmm. And or even were acquitted or, you know, got terms of years and such and uh, and some doing life without parole. You are also the impetus for Jarvis to start writing, from what I understand as well. You two would sit together and write. That's true. I always thought Jarvis's use of language was just great. Yeah. Though he didn't have a formal education for stuff like punctuation or even spelling I thought that it would be great if he could write down the way he talked uh, uh-huh. and write down his stories. So I started doing these little exercises with him because he had been talking to me all about noticing the child abuse. We talked all about child abuse, what it is and how it happened to him and the effects of that. Most mm-hmm. prisoners, many, many, you know, younger people think, well, I, I was... I was a bad boy and my parents disciplined me. You know, my father beat me and, and I deserved it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just how it is. And I would, I would also beat my kids. And I helped Jarvis to see that, that you could raise kids without beating them. And it, it leaves these terrible wounds, psychic wounds, emotional wounds, and even on your bodies and body. And he told me about the scars you saw in the prison yard, all of that. We sort of developed together. And I said, well, why don't you, just write the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. And that went to at least 12 publications. It was in anthologized and then finally made its way into Finding Freedom. So it's all his own talent, right? 
Yeah. I mean, he does have a unique writer's voice. He has an actual voice, and it's unique, and I think it's so great. I, I really like his writing. And No, we, w- we would, though, do all these little things when he was behind glass. We would have, both have paper, and he would have the inside of a, a, a ballpoint pen, you know, just mm-hmm. the inside. Yeah. Because they take away the metal outside or pl- hard plastic outside. And we would say, well, today let's write about the ball game or let's write about rain or let's write about sleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, we both developed as writers together, I would say. And then would you read those? Like you give yourself 10 minutes? Yeah, then read minutes. them aloud. Yeah. Okay. We would be, let's go so many minutes and I'd look at my watch, five minutes, and then and then read them to each other. Was he ever, because he did not have the education that you had, was, did he find that exercise intimidating at all? I never saw that. He just goes ahead. See, that's <laughs> another really great quality he has, is that he doesn't, he knows he doesn't have a mastery of, or didn't. He's, of course, he's learning, learned all these 20 years. Punctuation or spelling every word, but he doesn't stop. You know, he doesn't get in, gets intimidated or ashamed, nothing. He just goes ahead and puts it all onto paper. That All that stuff could be fixed later. Will you be participating in any way, shape, or form in the federal appeal? Not that I've been contacted. I, you know, I really am retired, yeah. Courtney. I feel like I've been healing myself the last five years or so with nature, kind of enough murder, enough with murder, enough with prisons. You know, I do go to see Jarvis, and when we're in California, we go to see Chad Rhodes also, and I've been in touch with him all the time, all the years. He's now been there over 20 years, mostly in the Pelican Bay Shoe, and now Mm -hmm. uh, in a better prison. And so the, I just have the two, Jarvis and Chad Rhodes. And I thought, well, all right, I'll just stick with you guys until uh, I'm not alive anymore. You know, okay. I'll, I, I'm looking forward to spending the rest of my life with them. And that it's very helpful to me, making my life more meaningful. I wouldn't be the person I am without Melody. And that's a fact. How so? Story. How so? I think... This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. She came into my life at the most angriest point I've ever been. And slowly she was the person who said, you know, you don't need to be that to be you. Mm -hmm. And she found a lot of books to support that, you know. Mm -hmm. And she hung out with me. She stayed with me while I went through that process. Mm -hmm. So... You know, you can never forget something like that, you know? Yeah. And I certainly won't. Was she like a mother to you? No. 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 No, not not at all. She was more like a a teacher who would not let you leave the classroom until you did your homework. <laughs> uh, that kind of person, you know? Yes. So... Yeah, that's how, that's how who she became. That's the kind of person she's always been to me. Up next, Jarvis's own words on Melody, his introduction to Buddhism, and how his fraught journey to self-acceptance led him down the Buddhist path. Tired? 
tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Actor Dion Graham, who voiced the audiobook Finding Freedom, How Death Row Broke and Opened My Heart, on how Jarvis managed to find his path in the darkness of San Quentin's death row. For a long time, I've been my own stranger. But everything I went through in learning how to accept myself brought me to the doorsteps of Dharma the Buddhist path. During my death penalty trial, Melody, a private investigator working on my case, sent me books on how to meditate, how to deal with pain and suffering, how to keep my mind at rest. She had broken her ankle and was trying to keep still. She and I were both trying this meditation gig, and like me, she was confronting a lot of things in her past. She was also writing and encouraged me to do so as well. I began to get up early to try to calm my mind so I wouldn't panic. It was as if my whole life was being displayed on a screen during the death penalty case. Things I had never realized about myself and my life were introduced to me and the jury at the same time. Questions I'd never asked my mother, like how long she'd been abused on the street, an addict, were being asked now. Through meditation, I learned to slow down and take a few deep breaths to take everything in, 
Not to run from the pain, but to sit with it. Confront it. Give it the companion it had never had. I became committed to my meditation practice. While I was in the holding booth during the jury's deliberation on whether I should get life without parole or the death penalty, I started leafing through a Buddhist journal Melody had left there. In it was an article called Life in Relation to Death by a Tibetan Buddhist lama, Chagda Tuku Rinpoche, that thought, wow, this is right up my alley. I sent a letter to the address in the journal and got a reply from a woman named Lisa, one of Rinpoche's close students, with a copy of his booklet. Life in Relation to Death. At the time, I'd gotten into some kind of trouble and was in isolated confinement, stripped down to a pair of shorts and a t-shirt with only two blankets. In her letter, Lisa asked if I needed help. I always needed help. I still need help. And because of the help she offered, we began corresponding. Then she began to visit me and eventually brought Rinpoche to San Quentin. When I first saw Rinpoche through the glass in the small visiting room booth, I thought, oh shit, I'm in trouble now. I'm messing around with a real llama. He's from Tibet. Check him out. I bet everything he's got on is blessed. I figured there were two ways I could introduce myself. I could greet him in an ordinary way, or I could bow. I bowed. Then he bowed. Why'd I think he wouldn't? He's been bowing all his life. I thought, I've been reading about llamas for the last three years, and now I have a real one in front of me. I knew that all I could do was tell him exactly what I think. If I lied or shied away from him, he'd know it. I fell in love with him for the same reasons everybody else does. His life history was my key. He had been a rebellious kid. He wasn't born with a silver spoon. He was a feisty guy who would discipline me when I needed it. He knew what he was talking about and would say it in a way that I'd get it. He had a certain shrewdness, compassionate ferociousness. He was a llama who ate beef jerky, got upset, and had jewels of compassion in him. The only thing he didn't do was say all this to me. I just felt it. I thought, here's a guy who can take me out of prison even as I remain here. He won't dress me in Buddhist garb, but accept me as I am. I knew he was a tough character. Next week, how, with the help of a Buddhist chaplain, Jarvis managed to implement Buddhist services to shed a little light into the row. The audiobook of Finding Freedom, How Death Row Broke and Opened My Heart by Jarvis J. Masters can be found at shambhala.com or audible. We'll link to both sites in our show notes. This episode was written and produced by Donna Fazari and myself, Corny Cole. Our theme song, Sentenced, is compliments of the band's stick figure from their album Set in Stone. Stu Sternbach composed the original music. Nate Dufort did the sound design. For more information on Jarvis and to find out how you can follow his case and support his cause, please visit freejarvis.org. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, 
assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.